and welcome back. I'm Dave Savage. I am the programming and production manager here at The Quest. And uh, this hour in the studio, we are uh, sticking with uh, Tony and Matt from the last hour, but we have swapped out Father Peak. <laughs> now we we have uh, Kathleen, uh, Kathleen Lindemann uh, here. Uh, good morning, Kathleen. How are you? Or afternoon now, yes. It's afternoon. Good morning. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks and, for having uh, me. Yeah, well, we're so glad to have you, too. Uh, first of all, each hour we like to start off with prayer. And uh, so right now, I'm going to go to uh, Zoe Stray, who is at St. Catherine of Siena School. Uh, Zoe, are you there? Yes. Awesome. Uh, now, you're all set to say a prayer for us this morning, this afternoon? Yes. Yes, sir. Okay, anytime you're ready, go for it. Heavenly Father, praise your holy name. You have been so kind and loving to your children. You have been patient with us in our sinfulness. Lord, through the Holy Spirit, help us to be more hopeful, joyful, prayerful, and patient in times of trouble. Teach us, Jesus, to wait with faith and to see the trials of life as times for growth and grace. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Zoe, that was awesome. Uh, what grade are you in? Fourth grade. Fourth grade. Wow. I was expecting you were like in middle school or something. You you said that so clearly, and it, what a beautiful prayer that was. Uh, what, what's one of your favorite subjects in school? Um, one of my favorite subjects is probably science. Mm-hmm. And what do you like about science? I like um, studying um, different animals and plants and ecosystems. Excellent, excellent. Well, you know what? You've uh, brightened up our day uh, with that prayer, all of us here in the studio. I think I can speak on behalf of all of us uh, when I say that you've, Absolutely. Yeah, you've, you've really lifted our spirits, and uh, we thank you very much, Zoe. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, what I, I love it when the kids pray. <laughs> that yeah, is so awesome. So anyway, yes, this is the Power of Prayer Spring Pledge Drive on AM eleven sixty. The Quest. Uh, you can call in your pledge or donation at four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty, or go to thequestatlanta dot com to make a donation. And uh, real quick, Kathleen, I'm going to just have you hang on there just for a, a just a little while longer. Uh, let's let's just check in with our call center here. Uh, because now last hour we were talking about uh, how these other people were calling in with uh, donations in honor of the people that were hosts before you guys got here. <laughs> and and uh, right as soon as we did that, then uh, uh, we had uh, uh, Kathleen call in from Shambly in honor of uh, uh, Father Kevin and Matt. And also Laura did one for you as well. So in honor of you. So that was that was awesome. Uh, we also had Brenda from Marietta and Juliana from Johns Creek has called in with pledges and come on out of the call center. And uh, so go ahead. I'm uh, Tony Yusita uh, Velez and Matt Allen are here again with us this hour. And uh, we are joined now by Kathy Kathleen Lindemann. So, uh, uh, Tony, I'll have you take it from here. Sounds good, and I appreciate it. And again, thank you, Zoe, for the beautiful prayer and leading us in prayer into the second hour and the power of prayer here at the Spledge 
the Spring Pledge Drive at uh, 1160 The Quest. And again, the number 470-508-1160, please. If you know somebody that's listening or if you appreciate the content, please nudge somebody and let them tune in so we can uh, keep Catholic Radio alive and well within Atlanta. Now, um, as mentioned, you know we are here joined in the second hour with Ka- Kathleen Lindemann. Kathleen is a passionate Catholic evangelist. Now, um, you know we we always hear about you know uh, other types of evangelists and other types of denominations. Catholics, you know, traditionally are a little bit uh, more quiet and reserved in their evangelical, you know, uh, spiritual life. But Kathleen has been very passionate and a dynamic speaker in the Catholic faith. And we were just talking before we kick things off about sometimes, you know, in our faith, we, we, we think too much and, and that, you know, things are, we overcomplicate things, right? We overcomplicate things. And because this whole pledge drive is, is on the power of prayer, we're going to take the last uh, element that we talked about with Father Peak on the how to pray. We're going to make that the full hour. And what we want to do is just really kind of dive deep into practical uh, ways in which we can all learn how to pray better. What are some instruments? What are some prayers? What are some uh, maybe some war stories that we've had in prayer that have really changed our our way and means and in, in which how we uh, approach God silently in our hearts and to uh, begin with prayer. So um, before we turn it over to you, Kathleen, I wanted to uh, give the floor to Matt. Uh, Matt, you know. The reason that I actually I've I've never met you before, you know, in 2021 I never knew you. I met you through going to adoration. I saw you fervently praying. I could feel the sincerity. I could feel the Holy Spirit, and I was like, I need a co-host. I need a partner in 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 in, uh, in doing the show. And uh, you were going to say you were going to say partner in crime. I but I think a, part, partner a partner in, in Christ. How about that? Yeah, partner in Christ. There you go. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks for the save. Um, so, so Matt, you know, uh, what are some golden nuggets for the listeners out there in how to pray? Well, I don't know about golden nuggets. It, 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 I can't approach the gold that we just had with the young child praying. I mean, that's that's every hour we've had that, and it's been such Amen a beautiful that. thing uh, to hear. And they show us how simple it is. But the other thing I would throw out there is if if you study any of the saints at all, all the great saints seems to have struggled through prayer. And so I've come to be, uh, sounds kind of silly, but at peace with the struggle. Um, so we have to struggle through prayer, and we see that in the gospel where it says persevere in prayer. And so um, so there are going to be those times where our prayer life, our spiritual life seems somewhat dry, and we just have to persevere through it. Um, again, going back to our last hour when I said, when, when I'm trying to discern what God wants me to do, I often flip it upside down and say, what does the devil want me to do? Devil, devil definitely does not want me praying, definitely does not want me strengthening my relationship with God. And so, you know, so that just tells me, okay, persevere, put in the time, do the prayer. But there's also a lot of uh, different types of prayer, and I think we'll we'll get into that. We um, it says to pray constantly, and I've come to believe that uh, anytime you're thinking about God and God's will, it is a form of prayer. Us being here on Quest Radio is a form of prayer. Absolutely, Kathleen. Uh, what are, what are some of the things that you've seen that have been kind of obstacles for the average person in diving into prayer? Well, first of all, thank you for having me uh, today. Prayer is one of my favorite uh, subjects, along with the Blessed Mother. I think we, we do make prayer really, really complicated. We think we have to have some magic formula that uh, advances us like the saints. But in reality, life 
all of life is a prayer. There is nothing that happens to us in our lives that isn't ordained by God in some way. There's opportunities of prayer every single day. Prayer is not necessarily getting down on your knees or or being in a temple or a, a Catholic church or or somewhere holy. Prayer is right where you are. It's a conversation with God. And I think sometimes as Catholics, we make that a little bit hard because we want that formula. And if that formula, if I do A, B, and C, I'm going to have that you know, great answer. And in reality, it isn't like that. Sometimes we go through times in our lives where we are dry, but I always think about a rose bush. A rose bush will never bloom unless it's cut back. And some, so sometimes God has us in that dry place because he's challenging us to go deeper. But that deeper is just first making that first step towards him. It's having truly a personal relationship with the person that created the whole universe who loves us so intimately, who knows every thought, every hair on our head. How can we not step towards him and love him? And so what I'd like to to first start off to say is just make that first step towards Jesus and say, Lord, I desire what is on your heart for me. I'm tired of trying to do it, trying to manipulate, trying to do business deals, trying to do relationships. I just want to know who you are. And I want to know who you made me to be. That's the first step. And then God slowly puts people in your life. He puts an article before you. He opens your ears at mass. He starts creating and showing you what has always been there for you. But we sometimes are so busy and so noisy. And life is busy, right? And and I always say that the devil will get you. He'll make you busy. Mm-hmm. And if we're so busy, we can't pray. I mean, there's days that I'll get up and say, oh, I'm going to pray after I have coffee and put a load of wash in, and I'll be on my way to work. I'm going to say a prayer. And then all of a sudden, it's the afternoon, and I didn't do it. You know, the first thing I get out of bed in the morning, and this is kind of a funny story I'm going to tell you. I used to teach catechism, and I'd say to the class, Mrs. Lindemann gets dressed before she gets out of bed. And they'd say, you get dressed for the day before you get out of bed? She's really weird. <laughs> but I'd say, no, it's Ephesians 6. I lay in bed every morning and I put on the armor. Because I know when my feet hit that floor, look out, the devil's really, really worried. Because right. I have work to do. And so I, pay, I say, Lord, I put on the helmet of salvation. I put on the breastplate that protects my heart. I gird my waist with the belt of truth. I put on the shoes of righteousness so that I could walk on the holy path that God has for me today. I pick up the sword of the Spirit, which is God's word, Amen. and the shield of faith that will help me in this day of battle. Lord, I am ready to serve you today. Show me someone I can love. Amen to that. And then I get up. I'm dressed. I'm fully mm-hmm. dressed. Oh, the arrows are, arrows are going to come, mm-hmm. right? The mm-hmm. difficulties are going to be there. But I'm not walking alone. Right. I've got my guardian angel. I've got St. Michael the Archangel. i got St. Raphael. i got, you know, all of these wonderful communion of saints walking with me. There's power in that. Yes. Well, you said so many different, you know, powerful informational nuggets there or uh, faith-based nuggets that I think are that our listeners can appreciate. Um one of the things you talked about early on in, in what you just mentioned, Kathleen, was the the fact that we don't have to necessarily, we can pray over where we're at. And I, and I think that's a powerful statement. And really, um, you know, we, we have to come to the realization in the, in the Old Testament, right? 
there 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 were many um, people that were taking a, a physical journey somewhere, and they were sharing their moments in life. There's a great book by a French monk, a monk called Practicing in the Presence of God by Father Lawrence. And he talks, he was a simple baker. Yeah. He was a simple baker. And he wasn't the most astute, but in his daily activities, he just shared his thoughts, his, 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 um, you know, his wishes, you know, he shared his gripes, you know, with, with, uh, with our Lord. And it's a powerful book. Um, but, you know, going back to your point is being able to pray, you know, on the road. Oftentimes you would see, you know, either the depiction of uh, a monk with the rosary so that they can pray on the go. They're walking somewhere praying on the go. And I remember a long time ago there was a um, there was a nun from Immaculate Heart of Mary. She would oftentimes talk about praying the rosary and oftentimes we, you know, I'm kind of OCD where I got to finish, you know, I got to finish like all these, I have my expectations, well, I got to do this, this, this. But then, you know, when I heard this from her, um, she said, you know, oftentimes like if we don't finish a rosary, you know, the angels will continue on and finish the the, the rosary Your for us. Your guardian angel. Guardian angel will finish mm-hmm. for us. The key thing is having, you know, we talked about our hearts, right? Where is our heart in prayer? Is it in worship? Is it in reverence? Is it in uh, recognizing, you know, that there is, you know, our creator, you know, who has the best uh, desire for us to join him in his kingdom. Uh, so along with that, Kathleen, you know, what are some of the things that um, you like about the Catholic faith that have really been great instruments uh, to help in your faith formation that others should take uh, note of? Oh, where do you start? The fullness of the faith. Um, uh, Since I was a little girl, um, I was surrounded by family members who were very devoted Catholics. We went to confession every week. (laughs) We went to to Mass um, every week. We celebrated all of the feast days and the holidays. I think uh, I think what what grounds us in our faith um, are the two thousand years of history that we have, um, the prayers that that we can go to, um, God's holy word. There's just so much in in God's holy word, and I think I think we struggle sometimes with uh, where to start. How, how do we start a good prayer life? And what I'd like to tell people when I do retreats, uh, when I do presentations for parishes, is start just with 10 minutes. Just 10 minutes, but you have to shut your cell phone off, you gotta shut the TV off, and you just are alone with Jesus. And you just talk to him like a conversation like we're having now. And I think people think you have to have a set form of prayers. That will come later as God calls you and develops you. And the Catholic faith is so wonderful. This radio station is so wonderful because you can turn it on anywhere, any time of day, and there's something there. And you're going to get something out of what you're listening to when you're, when you're you know, intentional. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. It's mm-hmm. about being intentional. Um, shutting off that noise that's around you and just giving your full full attention to the Lord. Um, one of the things I, I do um, every day is read the scripture for the Mass for today. Mm-hmm. The Mass is said, the same Mass readings are said anywhere in the entire world. I one time went to Rome, and my son and I walked into a church, and I couldn't understand what they were saying, but I pulled up 
the mass on my phone so and just knew. followed along. And when it came mm-hmm. to the sign of peace, I knew it was the sign of peace. So <laughs> it is that repetition, that tradition that, that grounds us in our Catholic faith. And we need that, right? In this world, mm-hmm. there are so many things pulling at us that the closer and more intimate we get in our faith, the more the fear factor is gone. Because mm-hmm. I always say fear stands for fictitious evidence appearing real. It's not real unless you give it the power to be real. Mm-hmm. God isn't a God of fear, of destruction, of confusion. He's a God of love. So as we move closer to him, he moves closer to us, as it says in James. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's great. Uh, let me just jump in here real quick and just remind people that this is the Power of Prayer Spring Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest. Uh, you can call in at 470-508-1160. To make a pledge or a donation, uh, you can log on to questatlanta.com uh, or the Quest Atlanta app on your phone. If it's not there already, why not? It needs to be there so you can listen anytime, but you can also make a donation there. And here's one other thing. I just want to throw this out there, uh, that if you've already donated or maybe you just don't have the means to donate right now, that's fine. That's totally fine. Uh, you can call in and, and make a commitment to volunteer and uh, we'll get back with you and discuss how you can use your gifts uh, here at the Quest. So, it, you know, it, it, it's time, talent, treasure. So if you don't have the treasure right now that you can part with, uh, if you can give some of your time and talent, uh, and we all have time and talent, uh, sometimes very little time, but <laughs> we, we all have that. So uh, you can call in and, and do that. So. Tony. No, I appreciate it. Um, so, Kathleen, just going back to a lot of things that you said, and there's a lot of uh, you know great points that you may, you may mention. You know, I think it all starts with obedience. There's a lot of individuals that might be listening here, or they they might have family members that you know they would want that they come to Jesus, that they um, begin a spiritual journey, uh, beginning with prayer. Um, there's there's some families that go to church where half of the team uh, half of the members are not there, right? And so. Um, Obviously, a lot of the a lot of the family members that do want the best for those family members that are outside of the church or outside of the faith, they pray for them. But for let's talk specifically about the person who is kind of just at a low. You know, I talked about in the last hour the valley, you know, of the spiritual journey, and we're, we've all been through some level of valleys. We were going to have some valleys to come in our lifetime. Um, so for for when we find ourselves in a spiritual rut. Um, and Matt, I want to begin with you. Um, let's let's think about when we feel, as many humans do, that all hope is lost. If we look at where we are today in 2022 compared to 1992 or 1982, right? We we might feel that the world is just falling apart at the seams, right? With so many things happening, and then we might have our own individual life where we have maybe some illnesses and and anxieties and fears and things that we're having to overcome, how can that aspect of us, and we're, we're all that person, right? At some point in our life, we're all just really looking for an answer. And for many people that rationalize prayer, whether they're getting on their knees or going for a walk and asking for God our Father to enter, you know, to, to, to make a way, um, it doesn't seem rational to them, right? So emulating with that thought, how, Matt, what are some things, Matt, that you put on the table that you feel are powerful when in that situation? 
Well, uh, first of all, when you're when you're most desperate is when the Father is going to be the closest to you. So uh, that's when your prayer is going to be the most efficacious. Um, it's one thing to say that. Um, the only way to experience it is to actually be there. And so, but but it is um, it is amazing when that happens, um, and God is there. And and I almost feel like I'm contradicting what we've been talking about earlier, uh, just just before this, that God. You can pray to God throughout your whole daily life, but if you really want to be with God, well, put yourself on the potter's wheel, as I've heard before. Um, get in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Go to the church. If you want to, if you want to get healthier and work out, just joining the gym isn't enough. You've actually got to step in the gym. Uh, the old joke, you know, I, I joined the gym six months ago and I haven't lost a pound. Tomorrow I'm going to go down there and find out what's going on. So, you know, being part of the Catholic Church um, and, and you're saying it's not working, well, maybe you need to go down there and see what's going on. <laughs> right. So yeah. actually put yourself in the presence. But I also want to go back to um, something that Kathleen said and that quiet spot. And I think we're so used to being busy and, and just being stimulated so often that we just don't know how to be quiet. And a great revelation for me and a great furthering of my own prayer life was when I started praying with the daily readings, praying with the gospel. And you don't have to use the daily readings. You can open the gospel to anywhere, and God will speak to you in that verse. But the gospel is God talking to us, wanting to talk to us. And so I, I try to make it a daily habit of praying with the gospel, with the daily readings. And I try to find the smallest piece of the readings that speaks to me. And then I'll just write myself an email um, on that, and so praying with the gospels is is also a very very powerful um, tool, and it's it's been life changing for me as far as my prayer life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I want to take a step back and say you know something that you both have actually mentioned. I think that you know there's for all our listeners out there, there's no wrong way <clears throat> to to really pray, and that's because God understands even in our ignorance. Right, he understands even in our ignorance what's missing in how we're addressing him, and that's what you know, a loving father does. And so, whether you know, for me, and I can probably concur with you. I've my prayer um, life changed <clears throat> by going to adoration, simply because um, I I experience his his presence, and I think that you know. But taking a step back, when I think about my my teenage years, when you know I'm a cradle Catholic. Um, there's times where I did other types of things in order to show my devotion, but I might have been, <clears throat> you know, using you know, prayers. Use me. I'm my name is Tony, so uh, Saint Anthony was uh, one of my favorite saints, asking for his intercession and whatnot. In the end, I think that it is a combination of a lot of elements that Kathleen and Matt and myself and others out there, you know, are saying is that um, you got to find out what's what's right for you in this and know that there is a progress it's we're all gonna die with not being able to reach a finality to how we should pray I think where we finally have a chance if we're also fortunate to be in the presence of God in his kingdom then a lot of things will be manifested to our spirits to understand you know a lot of a lot of answers that we have questions to but Kathleen uh, in terms of instruments of prayer, you mentioned a couple things, you know, earlier on. Um, you talked about waking up. Uh, talk about now for our, our listeners. What are some of the pitfalls of of that distract us from prayer? 
besides just simply having a busy schedule or are there other things that our listeners can identify with and what are some of the key ways beyond just simply quieting our hearts beyond obedience and saying i'm going to do this is there something more to it or do you want to just talk more about quieting our hearts and the obedience well i think as as humans it's hard for us to be obedient it is. Yes. I mean, because everything is, um, we're, we're constantly being tempted by some, so many things. Um, for me, I, I have to agree with you, um, Tony, about adoration. I mean, that is forcing you to be quiet because you can't have your cell phone on when you're going to Mass. And I grew up um, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, where they were not bringing out the monstrance that much. You know, there wasn't really adoration. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was um, uh, living in Michigan, because that's where I'm from. Uh, a little, a little lady named named Judy. I still pray for her. She came up to me at mass one day. Uh, we were new in the parish, and she said, uh, "Hey, listen, I I see you. I see you here with your family every week, and uh, we need somebody for adoration on Fridays from twelve to one." I said, "Well, what what's that?" And she said, "Well, you know, the chapel's over there, and Jesus is out there in the monstrance, and and you go and you worship him." I said, "For a whole hour." She said, yeah, for a whole hour. I, I said, well, I, I just don't know. I have two kids at two different schools. I'm new in the area. I just, I, you know, because uh, we just moved back from um, from Georgia. We had lived in Georgia for a while, moved back to Michigan. And it was a whole new area we lived in. I, I said, I, I, she goes, listen, honey, just take the first two Fridays and go to adoration. Well, what, what do I do, Judy, in adoration? Well, you just sit. You can talk to God. You could say a rosary. You can bring a book. You just you sit like like you're in the hospital with somebody and they're sleeping and you they don't even know you're there. But Jesus isn't sleeping. He's on the altar. Mm-hmm. So I went the first Friday, and this is when men were wearing three piece suits, and some men were coming in and they were bowing. And I thought, wow, this is really something that a man would come in during his lunch hour to see Jesus. And then I sat next to a little old lady and I could hear her stomach growling. I thought. <laughs> she's fasting and so i stayed for the whole hour and i said my rosary because that's kind of what all i was doing at the time i knew my rosary but something happened when i was sitting in there and i didn't know what it was but i went back the next friday and the next friday and then i stopped in on tuesday (laughs) because it was just there was something there and i began to learn how to become quiet Mm -hmm. and in that quiet because see Things grow in the silence. Mm-hmm. A baby grows in the womb. It's silent. It's quiet. And God, in his marvelous ways, creates another human soul. And that's what happens to our soul. It becomes awake in adoration. That's key. You want to get quiet? You want to come closer to Jesus? Go to adoration. And the one thing that I do also, too, is I take a journal to Mass with me. Every Sunday, I write down what the Mass readings are. And I wait for God to give me that one word, that one sentence. Maybe it's in the song that we're singing, the responsorial song. I see some people doing that now, yeah. Yeah, And then you take that book to adoration, or I'll take maybe two years ago, I'll take Mm -hmm. that book into adoration, and I'll just flip through it and read, and God's voice, boom, boom, one message after another. And it's what you read on that page is exactly what you need that day. And God knows that, because he Mm -hmm. knows who you are. He created you. And then he begins to speak. And then as you realize, this is really, this is true. He does really speak. Then you, then you're just set on fire. You want to tell everybody about the power and, and the love of Jesus Christ. 
We're going to have to take a break here in just a minute, but I just, uh, if you don't mind, I, I just want to comment on a couple things you said, uh, talking about what do I do in adoration? And one of our deacons in one of his homilies was talking about this, and he said, he said it's like when his his son came home from college, and he he said, and we weren't doing anything. Like I was in the living room, and he was just on the floor doing something else. We weren't interacting, we weren't speaking to each other, but he said it was just comforting knowing his son was there. Yes. And it's the same thing in adoration. It's just comforting knowing that Christ is there, that that you you know you don't have to do anything, you you don't have to pray, you don't have to, you you just sit there, yes, and that's all, and listen, yeah. you know. Uh, so anyway, I, I just want to uh, set the table here again that this is the power of prayer. Spring Pledge Drive on AM eleven sixty The Quest. Uh, you can call in with your pledge if you're if if you're moved by any of the stories we're hearing from Kathleen or or from uh, Tony or Matt, uh, or or even if you've been moved by any of the programming that we've had on the Quest, uh, please call and donate or make a pledge at four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. You can log on to thequestatlanta.com and uh, the Quest Atlanta app on your phone is another way to make a donation. And uh, we're going to take a little break here. We've only got uh, another half hour left with the three of you, and uh, we will do that shortly. You're listening to AM 1160 The Quest, and this is our Spring Pledge Drive, where the theme is The Power of Prayer. Keep listening for more stories of inspiration and hope through the power of prayer. After hearing these stories, if you're moved to donate, please call 470-508-1160. Go to our app or go to thequestatlanta.com. Remember, The Quest is 100% listener supported, and we rely on donations from people like you to stay on the air. We'll be back to the Power of Prayer Pledge Drive shortly on AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic radio. That's the power of prayer. If you're a young adult, how about we journey through Lent together? The Emmaus Night Speaker Series, hosted by Abide Young Adult Ministry, is happening each Thursday through Lent. For more information, go to the Quest Community Calendar at thequestatlanta.com. Hey, I'm E. Walter Smith from Christ Our Hope Parish in Lithonia, Georgia. You're listening to AM 1160, The Quest, WCFO, East Point, Atlanta, covering all of Metro Atlanta and beyond. Listen on air or even find us online at thequestatlanta.com any time of the day. Embrace your journey. (laughs) Come on, join The Quest. The Quest presents A Daily Dose of Virtue with Jay Tremonti from Venture with Virtue. Do you find it easy to do the right thing? What about when no one's looking? Making good decisions and acting on them is what virtue is all about. But the pressure of stress, temptation, and vice constantly try to pull us away from doing the right thing. That's when we're at our weakest. Do you wish there was something to help you overcome these weaknesses, make a good decision, and do the right thing? Good news, there is. It's called accountability. Sometimes our desire to be virtuous and do good is not enough for us to actually do the right thing. Having a friend or family member hold us accountable can make all the difference. When we know we have to answer to someone else for our decisions and actions, we actually think more critically, make a good decision, and act in line with the person we want to be. 
even when we're weak. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. The Vatican Exposition of Sacred Relics includes relics of the Saints Joseph, John the Baptist, and Mary Magdalene, pieces of the wood of the true cross, and over a hundred more. It's one night, March 31st, at All Saints Parish, Atlanta. Find out more at thequestatlanta.com. Let us offer a prayer of thanksgiving for Father Brian McNavish, a priest serving in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. Eternal God, we thank you for the blessings of Father McNavish, who represents you on this earth. Make him more greatly aware of the grace that you pour out through him as he administers the sacraments, and help him to fall more deeply in love with you after each and every Mass that is celebrated. Please strengthen him so that he may lovingly and courageously shepherd your flock. May we support Father McNavish in the Archdiocese of Atlanta by offering him kind words, deeds, and assistance. We thank you, God, for the gift of Father Brian McNavish. Allow him to remain an example of your truth and a guide to all those he is entrusted to serve. We ask these things of you, our Lord, our eternal priest. Amen. The Power of Prayer Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest. Make your pledge or donation by calling 470-508-1160 on our app or go to thequestatlanta.com. Now back to The Power of Prayer on AM 1160, The Quest. Your Atlanta Catholic Radio. And I'm Dave Savage, the programming and production manager here at The Quest. And this hour uh, in the studio, we are just wrapping up the last half of the hour with uh, Tony Usita Velez and Matt Allen with our guest Kathleen, K- Kathleen Lindemann. And uh, Kathleen, we've, we have uh, Lisa from Woodstock has made a donation uh, in honor of you. So we appreciate that from Lisa. Um, oh, wait, I didn't turn your microphones on. There we go. <laughs> no, had I not said that, nobody would have even known. But I guess that's just uh, uh, what. But anyway, um, also uh, uh, John from Canton uh, has has made a donation in honor of Kathleen, and also uh, Melissa in Woodstock um, is uh, made a donation in memory of uh, Chris. Today marks three years since Chris's passing, since his passing, and so. Uh, I, I just thought, you know, uh, Tony, would, would you like to uh, say a prayer in repose of the soul for Chris? Absolutely. And for all our listeners out there, if you can take a moment to just uh, let's quiet our hearts and, and, uh, and say in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Lord Father, you are merciful, and we ask that you please have mercy on our fellow brother, Chris, that passed away three years ago today. May his sins be forgiven and washed away with your love and grace, and may he join you in your kingdom in heaven. We pray this, our Father, for his repose, and that may he join you in peace in your kingdom. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Okay, thank you. Um, and I'll just uh, real quick just mention one more time that you can call in with your pledges or donations at 470-508-1160 or log on to thequestatlanta.com. Tony? Well, we're back here, and you know we're joined here with Kathleen Lindemann. She's a Catholic evangelist, um, and we're joined here with Matt, my co-host, uh, for this second hour on the power of prayer. And we were talking about the how-tos, how to basically approach God. We, we were most recently talking about adoration and how much it was a game changer. Now, this is a pledge drive, and we are asking you for your financial support. Again, 470-508-1160. TheQuestAtlanta.com is another uh, vehicle for that donation. If you're unable to give, one thing that you can do is, do well, actually two things, your prayers for us and this station, everyone involved. Um, and then number two, uh, tell somebody about the station today, like right now. Um, it, the, the content that is present on the quest every single day is going to add to, we're talking about the power of prayer. There's a lot of, there's online praying, there's the mass being, you know, served online. Um, there's so many different elements that are going to make your prayer life as a Christian, as a Catholic become stronger. So if you could at least do that, and there's a lot of people that don't know about the quest and with the mobile app that you can again, download on the questatlanta.com, you can actually listen to this, whether you're in Georgia, you know, or even internationally, right? As long as you have, you know, uh, Wi-Fi and, and 5g or whatever, you are able to listen in, but your financial uh, commitment and pledge would be greatly supported. Again, that number is 470-508-1160. Now, turning it back to you, Kathleen and Matt, um, I wanted to talk about you know uh, actual prayers. And we talked about our guardian. You, you made mention of you know when you wake up, you know you or when we sometimes don't finish a rosary and we fall asleep, um, and we don't finish maybe the last decade of a rosary. Um, that you know our guardian angel uh, might finish our our rosary for us, but Matt, I'm going to begin with you. I I you know I met you again through when going to adoration, but are there some particular prayers? Um, let's talk about the saints. Are there specific saints that inspire you as a father? You're an entrepreneur. You're a business owner. Uh, you're a, a faithful Catholic. Are there some saints that you enjoy the prayer because of what is said in in the the actual prayer? And can you explain to our listeners too out there, you know, about you know when we say pray to saints? I think it's always worth reiterating about what that really means as a Catholic. Well, so as for prayers, again, the Rosary is uh, um, first and foremost. I say the Rosary is important, but for me, the Divine Mercy is impactful. In other words, I I can feel the Divine Mercy. Uh, because, again, for me, um, the rosary is about my relationship with God, and the divine mercy is much more about my relationship with everybody else I encounter in my daily life. So if, um, how can you love God if you can't love the people around you? So that's where the divine mercy really, really helps me. We talked earlier about you know, my number one job is to um, soften my own heart, my own faith, so that I can help others. And so that, that would be the first two things. And then, But praying to the saints— um, I have an amazing relationship with with several saints, not by anything I've done on my own. <laughs> they've they've followed me. They've 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 stalked me, um, and they appear in my life, and I don't know why. And then afterwards, I find out why, and then so it's just an amazing thing. And I just I love um, in the app that I have on my phone for the daily readings. It also has saints of the day, and so I try to make a habit of always seeing who the saints of the day. Are and reading about them, 
And then, you know, it's always great to have a day come along, especially if it's a day I'm struggling and one of my favorite saints pops up. So you asked me about favorite saints. I mean, I have such a long list. Um, it's hard to even single out a few, but St. Francis de Sales, just huge. One of his um, uh, disciples, St. John Bosco, is just amazing. Um, some some uh, female saints that have just been huge in my life, St. Elizabeth of Hungary, is just amazing for me. She she was in my life early and, and followed me around, and I didn't realize till years later why. And it was just like a miracle when we found out, my wife and I. So... Um, but yeah, I just love reading about the saints and, um, praying you, we pray for their, I pray for, I don't know how many saints intercession we pray for every single night, but my wife and I have several saints that have just been impactful in our lives. That's, that's, that's great. Um, Kathleen, I want to turn it to you, but really quick, just, you know, um, I think it's really important to, to, to make mention that, you know, as Catholics, you know, we have, when we go to mass, we're praying with you know the saints, and that's the beauty of the mass, which is the best prayer, in my opinion. It is where there's full reverence and all eyes on God, and we see, you know, uh, uh, the call to His Spirit. We see the presence of Christ in the mass. It's it's such a powerful prayer, um, and I invite anyone that is maybe a fallen away Catholic or a Catholic, uh, uh, someone that's interested in the Catholic faith to uh, meet someone at the Catholic church, meet someone at Catholic mass, um, because it is so powerful. But oftentimes, you know, I, I've done fellowship with, you know, some of our, um, non-Catholic brothers and sisters. And a common question is, why are you guys praying to someone outside of God? You know, and just to reiterate here, it's the intercession, just like, you know, Kathleen, or just like we prayed right now for, for, uh, our, our fallen brother, Chris, you know, who's left this world three years to this day. It's, we it's it's praying asking god the father almighty and the saints right who are in communion in heaven with god to be able to you know in simple terms put in a word right they're closer to you know god and his kingdom and they are there right and so um that that is basically what prayer to the saint is is that intercession which is super powerful um, now the lives of the saints just to kind of add on to the take that matt had is I, you know, I think every child growing up, I had books of saints. My kids, uh, four kids, uh, also, they all have their, you know, favorite saints. The saints kind of like dumb it down, you know, for the average person, you know, because they're not perfect. You know, we look at Jesus Christ and we see someone that was not guilty of committing any sin. And he took upon the sins of this world, past, present, you know, and future to be able to allow us the opportunity the, the, to, for us to be redeemed and to be with God in heaven. And so sometimes we see that perfection of all loving, forgiving, you know, we see all of the different things that the gospel talks about, about how Jesus lived, and we think, there's no way I can do that. There's just no way. So when we see the lives of the saints, it really puts us, you know, well, this person had a really a bad temper, you know, and I fall into that category, unfortunately. Um, and, and so we see different saints that might have struggled with wrath, which is a deadly sin. Right, <clears throat> struggle with anger and see how did they overcome it? How was their journey? And again, their journey wasn't a, like a hockey stick where happy ending, you know, where they had a lot of, you know, trials and tribulations along the way. And some of their lives ended in martyrdom, which definitely is not a happy ending into the, in, in the eyes of most, you know, people. But turning it back to you, you know, Kathleen, 
what are some of the most impactful saints that have made a difference in your life or those of your loved ones that you, you want to share with us today? Well, I think when we hear the word saint, we think, oh gosh, that can't be me. I could never be a saint. But actually, we are all saints in training, all of us. And the saints who are that the church has recognized as as ordinary people who did extraordinary things with their lives. It gives us hope that if they can do it and where they came from, they are an example for us. We follow uh, sport figures. We follow uh, people in our area, a line of work that we might admire because they have become successful, and that's our tra- our area of work. So we look at them as kind of mentors. Well, saints for us Catholics, and even for people who are not Catholic yet, yet they'll be coming. We're mm-hmm. we're going to be praying. Um, saints help us to look at them as mentors. Um, one of my mentors, a saint, is uh, Saint Teresa of Avila. She was a Spanish mystic. And she was a reformer of the uh, Carmelite order. And she had a great, a great saying that when I read um, Interior Castle, that is one of the most beautiful books on the face of the earth is Interior Castle. And it talks about the different steps within your soul. And God is right at that center. And you've got to just peel the layers back until you're actually at that soul. And how beautiful that is when, it, when you are in communion with God, it just begins to shine. You begin to shine for the world. And people see you and they, they, they know something's different about you. But St. Teresa of Avila said this, Christ has no body but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes with which he looks with compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands which he blesses the world. Christ has no body now but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. See, we are baptized Christians. We are priest, prophet, and king. Our job is to evangelize and to tell everybody on the face of the earth that Jesus Christ is king. And we can do that in our words. We can do that in our actions. We can go to the store. When I go to the store, can I just say this? When I go to the store and I see someone with a name tag on, well, I think to myself, they have a name tag on. I've got to address them by name. I've got to know them some way. Hey, Martha, are you having a good day today? And she's the cashier at Publix. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having a good day. I, I, it's pretty good. Martha, I... Can I can I say a prayer for you? Do you have a prayer request for me? Uh, well, well, a prayer request? <laughs> yeah, just a prayer request. I you have been so helpful for me at this public shopping center right now. I said I want to go in my car and I want to say a prayer for you on the way home. Do you have one? Well, well you know I, I, I do. Uh, okay, can you pray for my son? Uh, blah blah blah. Oh, oh, listen. Can I ask for two? Can you pray? <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, nine times out of ten, people have prayer requests. Yes. And how do you know? That you just, that little thing, yeah. I didn't have the gospel, I didn't tell them I was Catholic, although I wear mother all the time, and people ask me, oh, that's a beautiful necklace, and I'll say, oh, that's our mother, and they'll go, what? <laughs> I go, oh, that's our mother, the Blessed Mother, you know Jesus' mother, you know Jesus, right? That's a conversation starter. Right. You know, so there's all kinds of ways that we can pray. Well, the saints help us mm-hmm. um, to, to get on that platform and jump off. Absolutely. Knowing that they will catch us. And they're there already. And if we believe in eternal life, we know that we might not see them here on earth, but we know they're in heaven. So why not ask them to intercede on our behalf? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's beautiful. 
And I'm sorry, Tony, I'm just going to jump in here, but you were talking about evangelization, and I think a great way to evangelize is through the quest. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. I mean, if, if you support the quest, uh, you are helping to evangelize. So if you want to call in uh, and support our spring pledge drive, The Power of Prayer, call 470-508-1160, or you can log on to thequestatlanta.com. And I just want to, uh, I didn't mention this during the break while we were off air, but I, I just want to mention that at one o'clock, we got a hard break. We got to hit that at one o'clock. So uh, go ahead, Tony. No pressure, no pressure. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> Matt, I see that you had some thoughts that were brewing, so I wanted to turn it to you. Yeah, Kathleen hit on three three really important things for me because, again, as Catholics, and I know myself as a cradle Catholic, um, I always heard the word evangelization, and I never really knew um, how to do it. And so I think a big thing, though, is small steps. And I mean really small steps when you're talking about me. And so one thing, I've, one thing I try to do is names people's names and then once i get somebody's name i used to be terrible at remembering people's names because as soon as i heard it it was out of my brain so get somebody's name and then pray for them and it's amazing how much better i can remember people's names after i've prayed for them Mm -hmm. and but also so so remembering people's name can be a form of evangelization asking people their names remembering their names and so i've gotten so much better at remembering people's names and just constantly praying for others um but another thing about evangelizations i remember hearing once of a catholic church that was trying to do door-to-door evangelization and one lady was much more successful than all the rest and they asked her what her secret was and she said at the end as they were trying to shut the door on her she'd say is there something for um for that i can pray for you with and that she was so much more successful and so i i think those are two Really important things is to ask people their names. Everybody can do that. And then once you start knowing people's names, then you can take the next step and say, is there something I can pray for mm-hmm. you? And and I'd really like it if people would just say, you know, I'm not Catholic, and I don't know much about All Saints, but more, boy, I am glad that All Saints Catholic Church is there in our community. Mm. And if we can just get there then um, we will have evangelized. And so, so again, don't try to make evangelization something that bigger than it actually For is. Scary. Start small, mm-hmm. and um, you can do it in your own community. You don't have to go door-to-door knocking. Remember people's names. Pray for them. Then ask them if they have prayers that they'd like for you to say for them. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I even do it when I'm in a restaurant when the waitress comes right. and she says oh my name is Kelly or whatever her name is and I'll say to her um, oh we're going to pray in a few minutes after you put in our order is there something we can pray for you today oh wow you that, just, that's that's beautiful that's a great idea you just that's would not even idea. believe it and the service is really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, I, I'm sure that's like, I mean, I've done, uh, you know, I've waited tables before in my youth. And, you know, you go through the drudgery. Hello, may I take your order again? You go through the specials of the day. Right. And then you have that, you know, as a, as a positive curveball, yeah. you know. I mean, they would want, you know, you at their table every every day of the week. Um, I know we only have five minutes and, uh, you know, we have uh, we have that we have a hard stop at one. But. We've all talked about it, and we've talked about the, our devotion to the Blessed Mother. And, and as Catholics you know, abroad, um, that is a big part of our faith because it serves as a phenomenal example of humility and surrendering. And, and this pledge drive is called the power of prayer. 
and in <clears throat> in in submitting ourselves or surrendering that word right there surrendering i mean you're from michigan i'm assuming you're from detroit right you know big sports fan i'm assuming matt i know you're a big you know uh, sports fan i'm a big sports fan as well i'm sure you are as yep. well and when we hear the word surrender it doesn't really have the best like yeah i want to surrender you know that doesn't really have the best connotation but you know i think that uh, for um those that have lived through a spiritual surrendering or not a spiritual surrendering but more of a human surrendering to god's will we obtain more there's a triumph right um through the cross, there is the glory. We, we all recognize that. Through the cross, there is the glory. Through the surrendering of Jesus Christ, we all have redemption in God's divine plan for us to be united with him in his kingdom. Um, the, the, the saying of our Blessed Mother, and I want to devote you know, the last couple of minutes to talking about her, and then closing with the Hail Mary. Uh, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it, may it be done to me according to your word. Luke chapter 1, verse 38. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Her whole existence is surrendering from a very early age. She's being told some pretty important news that's going to revolutionize her whole life. Be given a son. See her son suffer. It be taken away. And then she's praying for those that have affected and really caused pain in her heart. And we, we see in, in, in the gospel, in, in the Bible, where it says, you know, a, a spear will pierce her heart, her, her heart. And so let's talk about the Blessed Mother in our lives, in the power of prayer. You know, she's the ultimate intercessor. She's the one that leads us to her son, right? You, you, you've been to Italy, you know, you've seen, I'm forgetting the name of it, where she's holding, it's a famous piece where she's... Pieta. Pieta, right. So she's holding, you can, in that beautiful piece of art, you see the agony, you feel it. Right as a, a witness to that art, you feel the sorrow. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, even a, a guy and you don't know what it is to be a mother. You feel that sadness there. So, really quickly, um, fifteen seconds or less. You know, the power of the, the Blessed Mother in your life. Can't do it in fifteen seconds. <laughs> <laughs> no, Blessed Mother is I, the one thing I want to say in fifteen seconds or less is Mother is alive. She's waiting for you to come to her so that she can guide you to her son, Jesus. She is truly, truly present. She's not a picture on the wall or a picture in some history book or the Bible. She is actually alive. And as we go to her, she begins to show us the love of her son. Now, you know, the son never says no to his mother. <laughs> so why would you not want to go to the Blessed mm -hmm. Mother? And when I say a Hail Mary, I, so many Catholics will say, well, you know, you say the rosary and, you know, oh, I, I just, you know, after it's a lot. Yeah. I say, hey, when you say a Hail Mary, Hail Mary full of grace, put someone's name in the Hail Mary. So that time you do the whole rosary, you've paid, prayed for about 60 people. And it goes like this. And we'll do, we'll do it for the quest. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God. Pray for the quest, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. But you put someone's name in each one of the Hail Marys. As you're praying it, wow, you're probably powerful. not going to fall asleep. Right. That's true. Right, Because you're thinking about so many people. And so many people to pray for today. Matt, yeah. the power of Mary, close us out. Uh, I've been to Lourdes recently, and it's I can just tell you, not only does God choose people, choose races, he chooses places. If you get the chance to visit Marian Shrines, Again, put yourself on the potter's wheel. 
um, make it part of your every vacation to try and find um, a Catholic shrine, especially if it's a Marian shrine, uh, to visit, and and your prayers will be extra efficacious. On Amen vacation. to that. Tony, Kathleen. Matt, and uh, Kathleen, I want to thank you all for being here uh, for our spring pledge drive, The Power of Prayer, on AM 1160, The Quest. AM 1160, The Quest, WCFO East Point, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. Welcome to the Spring Pledge Drive, where our theme is The Power of Prayer. In this episode of Behind the Quest, we'll get to know some of our many volunteers. Now, The Quest is a non-commercial radio station, meaning we can't sell advertising the same way commercial stations generate revenue. We do get a fair number of corporate donors that we're very thankful for, but the majority of our operating expenses are covered by donations from people like you. As you listen to The Quest, you may not realize the kind of expenses and the amount of work that goes into just keeping this radio station on the air. A majority of that work comes from volunteers. These volunteers. Yeah, I'm Carol Tearsmith. I'm Nick, and I'm a volunteer here at The Quest. My name is Adam Keller. I'm Jack Tyson. This is Paula Krizaniak. I'm Julie Liker, and I'm the Accounts Payable Volunteer here at The Quest. What is it I do here? Well, I guess I've become known as kind of the pledge drive guy, one of the people who is a key player during pledge drive season. I am a graphic designer by trade, and I volunteer at The Quest and offer my skills and services as a graphic designer. I am on the PEP team as a volunteer, parish and event planning. I'm the team leader for the PEP team, a group of volunteers that provide two-way communication with the parishes. We want to know what's going on in the parishes so we can help promote it through the Quest. And we also want the parishes to know what's going on with the Quest so that if there are new listeners out there that haven't been engaged yet, they'll learn what's going on and be as inspired as we are. What I do at the Quest mainly is outreach. And that's sending birthday cards to the priests in the archdiocese. I also do voice acting and voice spots for the quest. Giving congratulatory cards to the RCIA candidates, welcoming them into the Catholic Church, helping out with the pledge drive. Oh, another thing that I do during the pledge drive, I enter all of the donations we get to keep them on a spreadsheet so it can keep people aware of where we're standing in our goals for each hour, for each each day for the whole pledge drive. So that's something that has to be kept up on a um, hour-to-hour basis or minute-to-minute basis. Whatever way that I can help out, I'm always happy to. And that's not all of them. There are many more priests and parishioners from all over the Archdiocese of Atlanta who volunteer their time, too. We are thankful for each and every one of them. But of all the hundreds, if not thousands of places they could volunteer, why do they donate their valuable time at the Quest? The team that we have here is just so wonderful, and they're so kind-hearted. And Well, it's a great group of people to work with. It's a beautiful place to come together to evangelize, and I think that's the main thing that's in my heart. There is something really special and holy about volunteering here. Everything we do is Christ-centered, and everything is covered in prayer. Why the quest? I wanted to do something that had as its core Catholicism, a spiritual element to it, 
anything and everything related to the church, you know, Jesus Christ as its core, all those things pointed towards, at, at the time, I really didn't understand it or didn't connect the dots, but all those things sort of pointed to the quest. I love it here. Everyone here is just truly genuine, and I gravitate toward that, and it's an awesome experience. We have a chapel here at the studio. It is Our Lady of Fatima Chapel. Mass is celebrated every week in our chapel. The Blessed Sacrament is exposed during the week, and we have Eucharistic guardians who come to pray in our chapel every day at 3 p.m. We gather in the chapel to pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet together. Uh, it's nice to come in here and, and know that there's kind of a safe haven where you can be Catholic and you can talk about things and no one's going to twist your words around and no one's going to be what society is right now. You don't keep coming back to a place for, almost for me anyway, for at least 18 months or so if there's not a common good, if there's not solid people and there's not a camaraderie that exists to help promote what it is we're all here to do. So let me ask then, if volunteering time at the Quest is so worthwhile, what if I'm a person who finds I have an extra $20 left over at the end of each month? Why is the Quest a good place to donate? What is your soul worth? Is your soul worth $20 a month? I don't know why you would. When you do have that access, after having taken care of all of your other responsibilities that God tells us to, it's good to give back. We are called by our baptism to spread the good word. If that $20 can help spread the word in that way. It's a good message. It makes you feel good to be a Catholic, to be able to donate to somebody who you know that they will put out a good message for the church and the teachings. If you give up your coffee or your Netflix for Lent and you've got 15 extra dollars here or 20 extra dollars there, answering your baptismal call through that virtue of generosity can just help pass on the faith. Knowing what it takes to pull this all together and be on the air, it's a $20 donation well spent. So for $20 for a month, that's pretty inexpensive. (laughs) For your soul, if it helps your soul, it's helped mine. Well, thank you all for sharing your thoughts and stories for this episode of Behind the Quest. Be sure to call in with your donation at 470-508-1160, or you can do it online at thequestatlanta.com, or right from your phone. Download the Quest Atlanta app to make your donation today. And now back to the Pledge Drive with our theme, The Power of Prayer. That's the power of prayer. 